96.5 KLH. Good morning, Dave and Doreen. The morning KLH, along with Marcus Allen. Let's welcome our green and gold insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN, and one of the Pelotones we came to find out uh, from Randy, one of our listeners, who wrote us to say that uh, he was surprised Jason Wilde is now an actor. I just saw him on a TV commercial featuring Mark Tauscher and Wayne Larrabee. Let's welcome one of the Pelotones. Jason Wilde, good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> all right. First of all, let's get it right at the title tone. It's like, oh, like the calling the wonders tones. the O'Neaters. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Which is a very obscure um, angst, uh, that thing you do reference. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Uh, you were actor, good. Yeah, I, I, actor, that's a stretch, though. Yeah. A- actor is definitely a stretch. I was... Just about to say that it's a word I would use to describe what I did. We enjoyed it. We did. We really did. All right. So I'm here to entertain. First question I have is the final play of the game. You've got one of the greatest Hail Mary tossers of all time. The reason they did that, was it because of his thumb? Like he couldn't get the ball to the end zone? Did anybody ask? That that question did not get asked uh, in Washington. And since I watched this uh, game from the comfort of my spare bedroom, right. um, because our living room TV doesn't work. We, I got all kinds of issues. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, it, that was a question I would have asked, but I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm assuming that's the case. Well, I'll ask Matt LaFleur today if it doesn't get asked, but what a, what a train wreck of a mm-hmm. game entirely and just an appropriate ending with, uh, with that comedy of errors. You know, we talked about this earlier, Jason. They've had moments like this. Well, maybe not a three-game losing streak with Matt LaFleur as coach, but... This just feels different, doesn't it? It feels like they're so discombobulated, at least on two sides of the ball. I mean, with special teams and the offense, I don't know how this is easily fixed. Yeah, uh, I don't either, but I, I will say this, and, and you're right, this, this does have a different feel to it. And, you know, when given the opportunity for uh, a chance to kind of reassure people with, R-E-L-A-X, like he did with mm-hmm. me in 2014, or run the table like he did in 2016. I didn't find his uh, post game particularly um, calming. If I'm a Packers fan, like okay. uh, they don't have any answers. Uh, like they can't, they cannot figure anything out offensively. And Matt Lafleur is a really smart guy. And then my favorite part was Aaron Rodgers suggesting that maybe he needs to extend plays more. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, well, wait a minute. Uh, Mike McCarthy got fired because your offense was basically call the play, have it not work, and then have you run around like a chicken with your head cut off and hope that something happened after your offensive lineman blocked for seven seconds, which, by the way, given their current status, they they can't do that. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. But they did a great job based on the fact that they had to shake things up, right? I mean, he didn't get hit anywhere near as often as he did in the previous games. No. No, he didn't, and, and Bakhtiari being re-added to the injury report on Saturday, that was an ominous sign, and you know, I thought Zach Tom appeared to hold his own. I haven't gone through and watched the game again on NFL Plus yet, but uh, look, their offense is in shambles, and you know when you get to a point in the game when Alan Lazard gets hurt and your three wide receivers are Samori Toure, who had not played yet this season, seventh-round rookie, uh, Amari Rogers, who Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't want playing on the offense and, quite frankly, probably didn't want on the team. And Sammy Watkins, 
or as we uh, not so nicely call him, Hammy Watkins, uh, back for his first game from injured reserve. And those are your three wide receivers. You got some problems. Yeah. But again, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you would like to see them figure out a way to elevate things. And obviously he hasn't found that yet. Well, what happened to the run game? Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was really, I thought it was a misleading stat because, you know, those those early game tosses that Rodgers had to the right to uh, uh, Aaron Jones, those are really run plays. But because he's throwing the ball forward, they're, they're statistically pass plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, R- Rodgers, they got him the ball 17 times. They only ran 47 plays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I saw, you know, there were a lot of folks again saying, get, come on, I'm, so, I'm sick of this. Get the ball to Jones. Well, I mean, they could not have gotten the ball to Jones more in the first drive. And then he was still a key part of the second drive, which ended in the touchdown. I mean, again, this is a game where they got up 14-3. to They had a defensive touchdown. Packers were on the cutting edge of analytics under Mike Sherman. Like, they had a guy who was in charge of that way back in, like, 2001. And he had a stat that, when you score a defensive touchdown, you win the game 83% of the time. Wow. So that is very rare for a team to get a defensive touchdown like Devondre Campbell's interception return and then lose the game. Mm-hmm. I will say this, and, and, and I understand we can't uh, get a do-over with Devontae Adams, but if you watched Terry McLaurin yesterday – and the two ginormous plays that he made, the touchdown catch and then that third down duck that Taylor Heineke threw that he grabbed, that is why you need a number one wide receiver on your team. I don't care how much you like Alan Lazard. I like him. He's a really good dude. He does all the dirty work. He is not as talented as Devontae Adams. This team lost that game yesterday and has lost these other games by not signing Devontae Adams to a contract extension during the summer of 2021. Like, they should have had him under contract going into last year. They should have paid his asking price, whether Aaron Rodgers was sticking around or not. And instead, when you don't have that guy that can bail out your Hall of Fame quarterback because he's more talented than anyone else on the field at the time, this is the kind of thing that happens. You mentioned that Bakhtiari was put on the inactive list late in the week. Does this uh, worry you moving forward about how well he's going to be able to come back to the team? Yeah, it sh- and it should. I mean, so it was interesting because on, on Wednesday, Bakhtiari has kind of gone to this, I don't really want to talk to the media policy, and he's got a few folks that he talks to. And so I have this, there's this spot in the locker room that is the exit, the back exit of the locker room that leads either to the cafeteria or to the parking lot, which are two places that, let's be honest, players want to go. Right. So I Stand in like the the alcove of that, like the entry of there's like a little area before you can get to the doors to walk out. And so I'm I I stand there and usually I just say hi to people, but if I need someone and they happen to cross my path, that's where I grab them. And Bakhtiari was coming toward me and I said, Hey, do you have a minute? And he pulled me like into the alcove so he wouldn't have uh, all the TV cameras and whatever come by him. And so I talked to him for probably ten minutes. And one of my final questions was, do you feel like you're past all the setbacks? Uh, Do you feel like, I know you're not back to being the guy you were pre-injury, but do you feel like you're at that spot where you're at the starting line for being David Bakhtiari again? 
And I didn't think about it at the time, but it was a really discouraging answer. He basically said, look, I'm not going to feel like that until I've had a full off season and feeling that way starting next year. So he was still, he's talking about how he's still struggling with uh, load management on his knee and the right way to do things without pain. And I thought, okay, well, you know, he's just going to push his way through it. And then literally two days later, he's off the injury report. And then three days later, he's back on it. And then four days later, he's not playing it again. I have a question about the coaching staff. Do they get graded? Because I don't think Matt LaFleur had a very good game. I'm talking about the challenge early in the game that really didn't make much of a difference. The challenge toward the end of the game, uh, his play calls, he just didn't seem like he was on on point either. No, and and I thought for a guy who seems really cool under pressure from his haircut to his eyebrows to his behavior, he just always seems like he's in control. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought he lost his composure. Like, I thought after the, the replay overturned the one fumble, uh, I thought he was out of his mind a little bit. And, you know, we saw Mike McCarthy have those moments too. But, like, I've seen Matt LaFleur get really ticked off, but I've never seen him. He looked kind of uncontrollable. They had Doug Collins, their security guy, kind of trying to rein him back in. But, he, yeah, I thought he was – I, I thought he did not, you know, it's funny, he talks about after the game all the same things every week, but one of the things he said was, uh, whatever we're doing on offense, it ain't working, which mm-hmm. you're in charge of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you call the plays, so if you're saying that, that's a pretty big indictment of everything, including yourself. So it was, there's no doubt it was ugly, and, and I thought the other thing that I'm still trying to figure out what he meant, and if this was his attempt to kind of boost everybody, was, uh, shoot, facing the Bills is exact, might be exactly what this team needs. I yeah. can't believe Rodgers said that. Yeah. I, mean, I, know. I don't know what his thinking was. Me neither, because no. the Buffalo Bills are, if not the best team in the NFL, certainly one of the top two or three, and to give them any bulletin board stuff like, hey, the Bills are just what we need, right? Oh, really? Yeah. All right, good. I'm glad I'm glad we're up for you then. I don't know. They, they, they all just off of a bye week. Right. Yeah. But they all just kept on saying, we just aren't good enough. We just aren't good enough. Like, how do you get good enough before Well, here's, a, here's another question. Should they be buyers or sellers at the trade yeah. deadline? Yeah. Somebody, somebody asked me that yesterday, and I thought, my goodness, the fact that we are – and I, I don't think it's a bad question, Dave. I think it's a fair question. Yeah. And I thought, my goodness, that we're at this point this season – when really, I mean, how, how different is their roster? Going back to my mini grant there, like, yeah, their offensive line is jumbled up a little bit, but it's mostly the same guys. Like, the really, the only difference in this team is that Devontae Adams isn't on it. But you know what, though, That's Jason? Really the biggest difference. I, th- but it's uh, the corollary would be the Brewers with Josh Hader, yep. right? Sometimes yep. a player is more than just yep. the role he fills. I agree. It's just It's more than just what he appears to be on paper. And that's the case yeah. with Devontae Adams, clearly. Sure looks like it. And the quarterback hasn't been the same since he was, since he was gone. Yeah. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how next Sunday night goes. I'll say that. All right, Jason. Thanks for the insight. We'll talk to you later in the week. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wildey. Brought mm. to you this morning by DJ's Transmissions. DJ's Transmissions serving Milwaukee for over 40 years. Also brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solutions for chronic joint pain. QCKinetics.com. Jason Wildey, part of 
the morning. KLH.